Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another horrific episode of... Mutants. Slayers. And Jedi. Oh, my. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. What are we talking about today? We're talking about Halloween H2O. H2O, you guys. H2O. H2O. Which is a stupid title. (laughs) Yes, I don't know whose idea that was. No, it's not a great title. But it's okay. Yeah. So, I have a question. You have a question that you brought up, but I'm going to ask you first, because that's what I do. Do you remember the first time you saw this movie? I do, yes. You do? Oh my god, I'm jealous. It was at a girl's sleepover. (laughs) Oh, you guys. It was so cute. It was so fun. We all had our little special pajamas because it was for a birthday. And the mom was like, guess what, guys? I got a scary movie. And we got really excited. And I was probably one of the three people that were actually happy to see it because, you know, I was always that weird kid. But it was fun. It was the perfect atmosphere to see a movie like that. Absolutely. You all had your your glasses of wine. Yes, as children. <laughs> we, you know, we get started just like Lori. You got to train early. Be like, okay, you know. Here we go. Double fisting. Here yeah, we go. <laughs> double fisting. It's like lunchtime Chardonnay. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about it. We yes, will we talk will. About it. Yes, we will. But I repeat that question to you. I actually don't remember because I feel like I've seen this so many times. <laughs> totally. That, you know what I mean? Like you've just seen a movie so many times. You're like, when did I first, did I see this in theater? No, totally. I have movies that like that. that. Totally know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, I was thir- 13. It was 20 years ago. So I was 13. Good job, James. Huh. Um, but it, it was a great movie and I, it was uh, okay. So if it's, I'm, I'm having a lot of like comparing with, the new Halloween movie. I was thinking of that, too. I think, unfortunately, it's, it's inevitable. Fair. I know, it isn't fair. And it, it is inevitable just because our brains naturally do that because there are so many structural similarities. There are some, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's kind of unavoidable when you're, like, reconnecting with well, a main character. For sure. Again. Anyway, sorry. That wasn't your question. Um, <laughs> Answer the question. When did, I, when did I first see this movie? I think I saw it when it first came out. I can't remember if I saw it in theaters or, like, got it on video right when it came out basically because right. I was obsessed with Halloween like I loved Halloween movies I would watch I remember I made my I think I've told the story before but I made my dad get every single Halloween movie Aww. that came out and we watched it all over Christmas Guys, that's Christmas. amazing I'm a weird fucking crazy person I love it and yeah he didn't I mean he's not into them so I was making everyone watch these horrific movies with me. And I was just like, well, you know what? Happy Halloween. Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> James is happy. <laughs> James a ween. Um, so, yeah, that's I don't really remember, but it must have been when I was probably too young to have watched it. But I watched it anyway. Oh, same. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Like, you're at a summer party. Like, what's going on? Exactly. How well do you think do you think this holds up? I do, personally. And I have yeah. to be honest, it was a lot better than I remembered. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's great. I actually, it does hold up pretty well. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. I was ready for, like, some weird shit that we've talked about in other movies around this Absolutely. period of time where things don't necessarily hold up, homophobia. Mm-hmm. But none of that really... <laughs> yeah. None of that really popped up, which I was really excited about. But there's some parts of it where I'm like, Ugh. But most of it's great. And Jamie Lee Curtis, 
It's Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm just saying when you make her the main character of a Halloween movie, it's going to be good. It's going to be good, you guys. Yeah. It's going to be good. Um, okay, so let's start off with the movie. Okay. So we start off right away with the iconic song, Sandman, which actually was interesting to me is that song was not introduced in the first one. It was introduced in the second one. Right. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> Um, and then we see a nurse arriving home to find her front light is broken and someone having broken into her house. Yeah. So she goes next door for help and we hear like a clattering sound and she walks towards it because that's what people do in scary movies. Right, yes. And she runs into little baby Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt! <laughs> oh my God! Baby! Playing baby. basically the character from Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> and she tells him her house has been vandalized basically and they call the cops. And he's like, I'm going to head back to the house and check it out because he's a teenager and that's what people do. Right. And he's super tough. He has a little hockey stick with him. He's got his little hockey stick and he's carrying it around with him everywhere he goes. So (laughs) his friend, his friend's like, his friend's really funny. He's like, I'm just going to stay here and protect her while you go in the house by yourself. I know, right? And I have to say, I fucking love this opening so much. It captures the atmosphere. I love the nurse character. Just the minute you see her with her cigarette, her attitude, and all the character given to these three people that don't survive. Oh, no, it's great. I love when people are really fleshed out and you kind of understand and, like, immediately who each one of these people are exactly. so like she he was like have you heard you know secondhand smoke kills or whatever and she's just like yeah but they're all dead you know? I, fucking like, love her. I love her you know, like, so joseph heads in and he's obviously like freaked out so he starts shouting at the person who broke in about how dangerous he is he looks around and like finds like the room is totaled of uh, her office is totaled and then a door creaks shut. He freaks and like smashes up the kitchen with his stick. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I liked it. And there's no one there. There's no one there. So he's just like, whatever, okay. So he comes back out and he's like, everything's fine. Except your office is a mess. Oh, and also he, so whoever it was, did really shit up, fucked up your kitchen. Um, anyway, bye. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I love that little bit of humor they added. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It's a great opening. It is a great opening. It's like a great cold opening. So... I have a question because I didn't do my due diligence at all. Who wrote this? That is an excellent question. Let's look it up right now. Oh, it's Kevin Williamson. Oh, no. What? Oh, my. <sighs> of course it's Kevin Williamson. Oh, co- oh, Kevin. He's uncredited, but he's in there. So the screenplay is by Robert Zappia and Matt Greenberg. Story by Rob- Robert Zappia and then an uncredited credit. I guess they figured out that it's um, <laughs> Kevin Williamson helped out. Um, so... Joseph's like, everything's great, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then she heads in and she tries the light. This is like when she tries the light and none of the lights are working. Um, and then she like tries the breakers and they're not working. And then that's when you leave. Like, I don't, I would be like, I'm out. I'm it's, good. It's kind of like dream logic. Horror movie logic is up there. Yeah, that's true. So she grabs a flashlight and she's like walking through the house to her office. She finds a picture of Dr. Loomis. So we've connected it. Yeah. Yeah. And a folder of lo- about Laurie Strode, which is now empty. Dun, 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 dun. dun. Uh, and then she hears a sound behind her and closes the door. But behind her, we see, like, Mike Byers. <sighs> and she turns, and he's gone. But the door is open, and she walks towards it. She, 
then she does like the best thing in, in this movie where she's just like, nope, fuck it. And she stops, turns back around and runs out the back door. <laughs> she's like, nope, I'm good. That's it. That's great. Thank you. I love her so much. <laughs> I'm so sad. This is the only part this character is in because I just love the way the actress portrayed her, the way she was she written. Was just great. She I was, was like, you get all their all their awards. You're just fucking fabulous. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'm invested in you. Mm-hmm. So she she runs out the back door and runs next door again. And she like just lets herself in. Um, she runs in and finds Jimmy dead with like an ice cake in his face. Yeah. So she finds him dead. And then she like runs to the door to like get out. But a bod- the body of the other team like falls on her. Yeah. <laughs> and she like pushes him off of her. And then Michael's at the door. So she runs and he like apparently doesn't have a knife. So he comes in and, like, grabs a knife from, mm-hmm. like, her butcher block or whatever. The cops finally arrive next door. Right, but they're at her house, and she's in the neighbor's house. Next neighbor's house, exactly. Mm-hmm. So she grabs a fire poker, like, she's hidden from Michael, and she grabs a fire poker and, like, hits him in the face with it mm-hmm. and runs to the window to call for the cops, but they can't hear her. Michael continues to fight her. She hits him again, smashes the window to call for help, but they had already gone inside her house. <laughs> and then he proceeds to slit her throat. And I was like, oh, no! I know. I was like, no, I always like you. I'm always sad when her character bites it. I know. I love you I'm like, so maybe much. one day she'll get away. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so Michael, Michael Myers steals the car from the nurse, just as the cops notice the smashed window next door. I think that cold open works really, really well. I like it a lot. Me too. So uh, one of the... Oh, so one of the officers calls him in. They're like, well, it might be Michael Myers. Like, who knows? Blah. Um, and he's like, that's not likely. <laughs> Michael Myers. What's that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we, like, go into, like, this real opening sequence of the music playing. And, like, this yes. zooming out. This felt very much of 1998. Yeah, it kind of made me think of it was the precursor to the Spider-Man movie openings. Like, we're going to give you some exposition. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and when, like, Dr. Loomis's voiceover comes in and, like, talks about how, and I looked into his eyes, all I saw was darkness, and he was a very evil young six-year-old, and one of the worst people I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> I liked it. What, what is I love it. It's great. It's, it's so, absurd. like, it's so Fantastic. cheesy, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just so over the top. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then the credits appear over it. Jamie Lee Curtis, yes, blah, blah, blah. Janet Lee as Norma comes on the screen. We'll talk about Janet Lee. We'll talk about her for a long time. Love her. And we'll talk about the odes to Psycho, which is very important for Halloween, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it says, introducing Josh Hartnett. Right? And I was like, is that right? Yes. Introducing Josh Hartnett in 1998? Is that correct? Yeah. That's crazy. It was before the faculty, I think. Oh, Josh Hartnett was mad. I forgot. Yeah. Well, is the he? God, that's so shocking to me. 1998. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so we get this whole thing, and we see like this art news article about Laurie being killed in an automobile accident. Quote unquote. Like, circled image of her in the yearbook, and all in this. Case, in case it's like, unclear who she is, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> in case you forgot who Jamie Lee Curtis played in this iconic <laughs> movie that literally everyone has seen. Here's some hints. 
so we cut to like this bell chiming in like a creepy hallway with blowing curtains and it's a dream and then moving into a scary office and it's still a dream yeah where we see a josh hartnett picture on a desk and looking into a familiar closet with a flashback of the halloween closet scene i was like okay guys we get it a little on the nose then we get a shot of a knife in the picture of josh and it's still a dream and laurie strode written on the chalkboard chalkboard and then laurie wakes up screaming in her bed because it was a dream Anyway, so Lori Strode wakes up in her in her bed. She's screaming, and I guess it's our it's her this movie's way of telling us that her name is Carrie Teapot or whatever the fuck her name. I can is never remember. Name. I'm just like this part is not Lori Strode? Question mark. Yeah, it's just Lori Strode's secret identity. Yeah. So Josh comes in, calms her down. Josh Hartnett is her son. Don't remember his real name in this. Oh, John. 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 The only reason I remember that is because it's so close to Josh. Then he calms her down and she's like, he's like, do you need anything? And she's like, yes. And he's like, oh, okay. So then he goes to this medicine cabinet. Oh my God. It's so sad. Lori is recovering. I mean, it is a lot of drugs. Yeah. And he's like, which one is for nightmares? He's like, alphabetical order. I know. Okay. It's a little upsetting because you're like, what life do you guys have? Oh, it's so sad. Yeah. Like, she's so dependent on him. And, like, yeah. he's so dependent on her and, like, wanting to get away. And it's a mess. Which I do appreciate because the movie does touch upon the PTSD and their codependence and how she kind of leans on him and she's kind of smothering him and whatnot. I mean, it's interesting. It's not as well handled in this one as it is in the new one again. So it's a lot of like comparing. It's so bad. It's unfortunately, it's inevitable because the one we talked about, which in case you guys, yeah, it's fucking amazing. I feel bad comparing them because that one I felt handled it so wonderfully. But I do appreciate the fact that this one did touch upon that. You know, they weren't just like Laurie Strode's great she's not affected by her past at all you know what i mean so i do appreciate that yeah it's a very like surface level 90s approach but anyway (laughs) so that happens and so she gets like a pill from her son which is a problem Mm -hmm. and then so they're talking later and she's like oh here's a note from your dad and he's like oh only two months late because it's his birthday or whatever and Mm -hmm. he's 17 now it's a big point for later on keep it in mind Mm -hmm. so he's like oh but cash is good because i'm gonna go on a trip to yosemite yosemite and she's like no you're not you're not going to yosemite and he's like yes i am and it's basically a back and forth for a while pretty much establishing a the dad isn't here anymore we don't really know why but just the dad sucks and he's not here a yeah he has some sort of drug problem b you know little john is trying to establish some independence and have an adventure and she's like yeah that's not gonna happen happen. yeah that's that's not gonna happen and it's that archetypal halloween and it's that archetypal conversation that every teenager has in a late 90s early aughts movie where they're like i'm 17 Okay. I'm an adult. I'm an adult. Except in all states where I'm not. Exactly. <laughs> I can make my own choices now. Okay. In any legal way. Yeah. So the little kid from Jumanji shows up. That's right. <laughs> That's what I remember him from. I don't know. <laughs> he was one of them. I think he was the young Robin Williams. Not sure. I don't know. Um, so his friend, young Robin Williams, that's what I'll call him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's becoming... He's like, you're becoming an edible complex. Um, so Lori is like looking out a window and has a vision of Mike Myers. Basically, this is going to happen a couple of times. I think this actually is like a 3D, though. Um, so then Josh runs into really baby-faced, young, cute little Michelle Williams. Oh, my God! Right from Dawson's Creek. She's just like walked off set, walked into here, and Kevin Williamson was like, you're hired to this movie, too! Yes. 
She has nothing to do in this movie, though. She is 100% love interest, gets scared a few times, then cries and runs away. Yeah, it's not great. No, it's not. It's not great. Neither of the neither of the young women have anything to do. No, they don't. Michelle Williams is like this poor girl who's at this private school. So, okay, so her dad didn't pay a recent financial aid. She's not allowed to go to Yosemite either. I have real problems saying that word, by the way. Um, so cute. So basically, we're like laying this groundwork for Josh, his two horny friends, who cares? One of them's from... Jumanji and <laughs> Michelle. I'm gonna keep talking about it because it was like you're from Jumanji. <laughs> it's really weird. What's happening? Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. Okay. So, anyways, they're all just laying the groundwork for all these four people to just have sex with each other or whatever. During while everybody else is at Yosemite. So then we cut to a car driving down a highway and it pulls off to a rest area. A single mom and her daughter. I'm guessing it's a single mom. A mom. I shouldn't say single. She might. She might have a husband. She might have a wife. Who knows? Another car is there. It's Michael's car. So the door to the woman's room is locked. So they go into the men's room, and the light's not working. So she props the door open. And the bathroom is, of course, disgusting and gross because it's a public bathroom. She lets her daughter into the stall next to her, and her daughter hums as she's going pee. And by the way, super annoying. (laughs) Right off the bat, I'm like, this is why people don't have children. So suddenly, like, the door, like, closes. And the daughter was like, Mom! And she's like, I know, it's the door, honey, don't worry. And then suddenly the mom's bag is pulled. We see, like, we get a shot of the mom's bag, like, her car keys are on top of it. Yeah. So then her bag is pulled from under the stall. And we can, like, see Michael through the crack mm. of the door. And then, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I feel bad saying this, but yet again, it's inevitable. I couldn't help but compare it to the bathroom stall scene in the remake. It's almost, um, like, we can't compare it because it's just not good. In comparison. It's not as good. And I think it's interesting because it makes me wonder when they were doing the remake, I cannot help but think that they probably watched this and decided to take certain elements and go, okay, well, let's up the ante here. Let's up the ante there. You know what I mean? They're like, let's get rid of the child actor. Yeah. And in this scene, in our version, the remake, not the remake, pardon me, the most recent one, we're going to add bloody murder to this scene because that's, that's what the people want. Uh, It's Michael Myers. It's Michael Myers. He wants to see you stealing a car. Yeah. What are you doing? You left them alive, Michael? Fuck you, Michael. Michael, Michael, we need to talk. So anyway, Michael takes Uh, the car and he leaves. (laughs) Yeah, and leaves them both alive. Which, I mean, fine, as long as we don't have to see them again. And we don't. And we don't, so it's fine. So we cut to Lori, and this is sort of um, our first big, like, moment where she's the principal or or headmistress, or right. headmaster, or whatever. Um, so she's like, okay, everyone, the buses are going to leave to Yosemite. So she says, we must uphold the high standards of the school. And then it just kind of fades to, like, Charlie Brown, like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. we're like, <laughs> like, like, all the, all the, te- like, all the millennials that were watching this were like, we're not interested in this at all. Let's talk, let's go back to Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams. Yeah, I know, right? And then they do. Yeah. Um, so we then zoom into Robin Williams Jr. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. arriving, saying he didn't do his homework. Oh, no. So now I won't be able to go do Yosemite. And then the girls, the Burnett, Michelle Williams' friend, um, says, oh, well, I have a temperature of 102, so I'm not going to be able to go. Anyway, we get right into what plan what the plans are for the horny teens, which mm-hmm. is just like basically just to hang out, have a big orgy, and eat. Pretty much, whatever. yeah. So Lori and the counselor, Mr. Brennan slash we couldn't afford George Clooney, walk toward <laughs> back to her office. 
where we run into Janet fucking Lee. <gasps> Janet Lee! Janet fucking Lee! Janet fucking Lee! And she is not in this movie nearly enough. I know. Big detriment. Totally. She looks great. This is her last movie. I know, which I think is kind of sweet because she's in it with her daughter. I know. I loved it. Yeah. I really do. I love them together. I love that they like had scenes together and they were like having a good time and yeah. really cute. And everyone, in case you don't know, in case you don't know, Janet Lee is the uh, oh. I was like, but don't they know? <laughs> <laughs> Janet Lee is the original screen queen. Truly, Fun. yes, yeah, she is the one, the queen that started it all. That was the Janet. one and only exactly. Janet fucking Lee, the star of Psycho. I remember seeing that movie, the movie for the first time, being like, "This is this is iconic." Like yeah. I knew at that moment, I'm like, I'm 13, being like, "This is crazy." Uh, <laughs> so, so the assistant name uh, who Janet Lee plays is Norma. Um, so Mr. Brennan and Lori go into her office and they make out real quick. And then she's like, Oh, wait, hold on. It's a place of business. And he's like, well, I need to get my fix. And I was like, and then, so he leaves or whatever. Um, and then they're like, we have lunch plans for one o'clock. So we cut to this, like this, um, security office. Yeah. Yeah. The office by the gate, by the gate to the school. And LL Cool J is in this movie and he's, Definitely reading lines and doing things. Oh, no, I love him in this movie. What are you talking about? I think he's great. No, LL Cool is great. I think he's really funny, actually. I was just being a punk. Okay. But he, like, he's perfectly cast in this movie. I love Ronnie. I always like Ronnie in this. And I Ronnie's love the, great. Yeah, and I he, love the fact... He provides much-needed sarcasm and humor. Yes, he does. And I love the fact that he's an aspiring writer. I love that. Yeah, I love and the toss it on its head. He wants to do like he wants to get out of here. He wants to do you know. He's not content. He wants to achieve creativity and do yeah. something bigger. And I love the I fact love that. that he's writing romance novels and he's going over them with his wife on the phone. And I love the wife because she's one of those characters you never see, but so much is established about her just through her voice. And I just love yeah. their whole thing together. They're great. Her it is him. actually really great. And yeah. so he's reading his like erotic romance novel to her so on the much. phone. It's really funny. And, and I love like how she's having she, none of it. And yeah, like, and yeah she's having none of it. And she's it. like, that character is stupid for falling for that. And he's I just, I love everything about it. Yeah, it's really good. So Josh appears and he's like, scare as LL because it's a jump scare. And yeah. that's what these movies do. And it's Kevin Williamson, you know. Yeah, this one was not scary at all, by the way. He's like, oh, can you let me out through the gate? And, you know, Robin Williams Jr. is there with him. And they're talking about wanting to go get some alcohol. Or a present for Michelle or whatever, because they're going. He has an important date, and I forgot her name. Was it Molly or Missy? Or doesn't matter. Michelle will. We'll just call her Michelle. So in this scene, it's pretty much we've established that he has a history of playing hooky and sneaking out of the school. So Ronnie's like, "No, I'm dude. I'm going to get fired." And so it's just like this whole back and forth. And he's like, well, "What if you just let me sneak out when you're not looking?" Quote unquote. Wink, wink. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So finally, he like relents and he's just like fine go whatever yeah and we cut to Lori, and she's like see she's all these kids dressed up for halloween and then she gets scared by a bunch of them running out of nowhere into her and i was just like okay you guys enough with the jump scares <laughs> i just couldn't do it anymore <laughs> oh Lori, you're fucked so then she oh so this is the second time she like looks into a window and she thinks she sees michael but turns around and it's Mr. Brennan, Will again, George Clooney. Yeah, not George Clooney. Version, 
not George Clooney. Um, so they sit down for lunch slash wine, and she says she thinks she's losing John. And she says she's t- and she's like he's t- maybe he's tired of my BS, my bullshit. And then like she's like, are you tired of my bullshit? And I was like, oh, Jamie. Oh. Um, and he's like, no, I like your bullshit. Your bullshit's the best part, or whatever. And I was like, yeah, he did. He made it sexy, and then it wasn't sexy anymore, and I don't like it. <laughs> it goes into her touching upon her PTSD. They never call it that, but that's what it is. And then. I'm sorry, I love this so much. It's terrible that I do, but fuck it. When not George Clooney has to go off and do something, I forget what it was. And then the waiter comes by, and she still has three quarters of her glass full. Oh, it's full. And she's just like, excuse me, garçon, one more. And he gives her the most judgmental look, and it's like, oh, no. She goes, she's like, today. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of love this iteration of older Laurie Strode because she's super waspy. You know what I mean? Drinking her Chardonnay in the middle of the day. She's the headmistress or what have you of this exclusive private school. And I'm like, I kind of like PTSD waspy Laurie Strode. Yeah, there is something there that's really kind of awesome. Like she's kind of retained some level of normalcy because she's figured out how to get through life a little bit more. Right. Like as a functioning human. Right. the Lori that we see in 2018. Who's just Halloween. so, who, and that one, she's just broken. There's not a part of her that's not broken. It's, yeah, that one's like a trip on another level. You're yeah. like, oh no. Yes. <laughs> so it's kind of fun to see this in AU, if you want to call it that. Lori Strode, who, yeah, kind of found a way to survive, but it's still yeah. there. It's not going away. It's good. It's good stuff. So she goes, and then we proceed, oh, so then she proceeds to, like, chug the entire glass while he's oh. in the bathroom, and then she, like, grabs the second one, and she's like, Someone slams the window and she finishes drinking the first one. It's great. Yeah. Um, like, you have a problem. <laughs> and then Josh just basically calls it out later. And it's like, she's a uh, functioning alcoholic. And I was like, yeah. So we cut to Josh and the guy from Jumanji shoplifting mm-hmm. to get some booze. And then they run into Lori. So he says they're getting a little off-campus lunch. And she's like, you don't get a little off-campus lunch. And I love, <laughs> I love shouting waspy Lori Strode. She's had it, officially. <laughs> I love this Lori Strode so much. She's a mess. Yeah. I loved it, Lori Strode. And there is something really um, redemptive about it. Yeah. Because it's so relatable. You're it like, is, yeah, yeah. I'm all like that. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> um, and then she's like, I will drive you back. And then she's like, hold on, actually, wait one second. She, like, throws the keys at, I guess his name is Charlie. Oh, okay, Charlie. Because she's like, here, Charlie, take these. It's and just not, not, yeah, anyway. So then he goes off, Jumanji kid. And then she starts to yell at Josh. And he's, he actually has a good point, though. And he's like, I'm not responsible for you. Yes, it and does touch like, upon and that. Michael is dead. She turns the car on, and Mr. Sandman plays, and we, and she's like, uh, no. And she turns it off. Yeah. <laughs> she starts driving away, and then we see, like, Michael Myers' car that he stole. Um, and then she gets back to the gate, and she, like, honks or whatever, and she gets, like, instantly pissed that the guy is not there. <laughs> it's kind of sad, but funny. I'm sorry. How easy <laughs> it is for her to just snap. And she just goes to full angry, I want to talk to the manager. It's great. She's That's like, what it Where is. is he? That's what, it, that's what that tone is. It's the, I want to talk to the manager. That's her anger level. And I fucking love it. Like even later when she's yelling at Michael, it's like, Michael, Michael, which is iconic. Which fucking iconic. Loved it. Legendary. Yes. Fucking fabulous. And then finally, like LL comes and he's like, well, I was making the rounds like Norma said to do. And she was like, fuck you, Norma. Fuck you. Where were you? And these two got out. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, so good. Okay. 
I have to say... All right, white lady, let's calm down. (laughs) I have to say most of what I enjoy about this movie or its charm for me is just seeing her just like yelling at everyone, just being like, no, (laughs) no. He does get to yell at every single person. And I love it. It's probably my favorite thing about this movie. Uh, Yes. Hard, yes. Hard same. So... (laughs) LL, as she's driving off, goes, psycho. <laughs> and I was like, that has to be a reference to Janet Lee in some way. That I know. It has, has to be. be. It has to be. Done. Yes. Love it. So we then cut to Michelle working in the kitchen. She's doing dishes in the kitchen. Maybe that's part of how, just, okay, I'm going to make a connection right now. Bear with me. Just okay. like in Mommy Dearest, the daughter had to work her way because she couldn't pay for tuition anymore. Perhaps it is the same for little Michelle, whatever her name is in this movie, because she's got financial aid, you know, so she's got to be a lonely peasant working in the kitchen to pay for this ridiculous school. I mean, this school is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And it's not, and it is not so not in Northern California, by the way, that terrain screams the valley in Los Angeles. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I also love the shot in the town that they're in, wherever the fuck they are, where I was like, there are just puddles of rain everywhere. Yeah, and the funny thing is the town was filmed in a city called La Puente, which is not that far from where I live. So they found the two days it rained, and they were like, okay, we'll make it moody. (laughs) It was crazy to me. I was like, California, the entire time I was there, it never rained, ever. Um, So Michelle's working in the kitchen, and then they have this really old dumbwaiter. That's what those are called. Thank you. That was bugging me. Okay. Yeah, they're called dumbwaiters. Um, so she like knocks on the door and she's like, "I have to go to class." Um, but the then she hears it running anyway, and she opens it and it's flowers and a note with a map on it. Great. So they're setting up a a, a big relationship thing between Michelle Williams and Josh Hartnett. So oh, so Josh is like he like scares her or whatever, and it's all like rom- like a romantic Halloween. So this cracks me up because this is so like, stereotypical of a movie from this era, and they even do this still now, where it implies that tonight's going to be the night when they probably have sex for the first time. So of course he's making it romantic and perfect, and they're so excited because it's going to be so special, and it's like, oh no! And then of course you compare it to the other two, where they're just like little horn dogs that just want to have fun, and there's no precedence of romance, which is why they deserve to die, of course. Yeah, and I mean they're just like. They're funny because they're like, oh, we're like the established relationship already. We're like not the newlyweds. They even referred to the Josh Hartnett, Michelle Williams coupling as like the newlyweds. Mm-hmm. So like, they're like, oh, what's sex? We're not sure. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and then they're like, let's have an orgy. I know, <laughs> it's right? Rough. So it's interesting, that end of it. And I, I appreciate it. I think it's funny, but it's also just, yeah, it's it's kind of just, it's Kevin Williamson. Um, he says that, oh, he He's like, I've never celebrated Halloween before, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, why? Um, and then he's he answers her honestly that he is a serial killer in the family. And he just didn't think it was appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like he was playing it off as like a joke. Like, right. Uh-huh, but not really. So we cut to a class being taught by Lori. And we see Michael outside of the school. She's just like slightly weirded out, but like doesn't do anything or say anything. Right, yeah. So... Then, oh, and then, like, Michelle asks, answers this question about this, like, hardcore parallel between, like, Frankenstein's monster and Laurie Strode and Mike Myers. And she's like, once everything is stripped away, the only thing she can do is, is the only thing 
that Victor can do is fight back against his monster because that's the only thing that you can do, Laurie Strode. I was like, right. Okay, we and it's like turning to the audience. Do you see the metaphor there? Do you see the yeah. metaphor we're making right now? Wink. I'm like, guys, yeah. I'm like, I think we've deciphered your secret code. I yeah. think you've got it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've managed to see it through. So Lori, <laughs> Lori calls for John and she's like, I'm giving you permission to go to Yosemite. And he's, she's like, it's good for us. Like, it's a good thing that we're doing this, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, she's like, but call, call me, da, da, da. But obviously he can't go now. Because yeah. he wants to, like, have, like, a lot of sex with Michelle Williams. Right, so yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, and she's, like, still torn about letting him go. So they're on the same, you know, road, but in different directions. Um, he runs into Michelle, and she says, oh, now you're going. And he's like, not so much, blah, blah, blah. So Lori watches the three smallest buses in the world leave her school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's basically like, let's get her outside mm-hmm. and have a moment with her and Norma. So she turns and runs directly into Janet Lee, scaring her. And I was like, careful. She's so tiny. <laughs> and like knowing that it's like her last movie, I was like, oh, don't be careful. Be, be careful with Janet Lee. I know, right? Um, so Norma says, can I be maternal for a moment? Oh, like, yeah. yes. Yes. And she says the trick is to concentrate on today and take care of yourself, basically. And then she leaves and gets into the psycho and into the car from Psycho. Yes. Yes. It's the car from Psycho. Yes. With the music from Psycho yes. playing yes. in the background. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. I wrote, it's kind of lovely. It is. <laughs> it really is. It's really kind of lovely. And I, I had like little chills and I was like, this is great. I yeah. It. It's kind of like she was passing the mantle on. Yeah. No, it's, it's pretty perfect. And I, I adored it. Yeah. Oh, and then she she goes, oh, and Miss Tate, happy Halloween. And then heads out. And I was like, oh, I love you. Ah, Norma. <laughs> and that's all we see of Norma. And I was sort of like, I mean, obviously you can't have Janet Lee fighting Michael Myers. Like, you yeah. just can't do that. Like, no. she's just like, get out of this movie. Go. I know. Be safe. Fine. And her character ends happily ever after. That's true. Yeah. She's healthy, happy, safe, doesn't get killed. Nothing right. wrong. Nothing bad happens to Janet Lee. It's as it should be. Exactly. But I was also like, I really want more of you at this point. I know. Me too. <laughs> Just on a selfish level. I know. But Absolutely. Same here. She's great. So the buses leave. Michael, tur- oh, my, uh, the buses pass by Michael's car and Michael turns the headlights on and drives back towards the school. And I was like, weren't you at the school? I'm confused. What's happening? <laughs> Anyway, it's fine. They had, like, four misdirects of, like, Michael Myers being on campus but not being on campus. What's going on, guys? <laughs> so, LL's reading more romance, erotic romance writing to his wife, but she seems to like this stuff. Yeah. Um, like, he's, like, has, like, the main character saying, like, a bullshit line. She's like, I hope he didn't fall for that, or I hope she didn't fall for that. And he's, like, and then he's basically, like, the woman in it calls the guy out, out on his bullshit. Anyway, it's long. It's great. It's really, um, cute. yeah. It's a really cute moment between those two characters. Yet again, we never see her. We only know about her through the phone conversations. But it's a really cute dynamic. It's really sweet. So a car pulls up, and he's like, "Oh, honey, I had to call you back. There's a car here." Blah blah. blah. And she's like, "Stand line." Um, so he goes to the gate, and it's Michael's car, and he says, "Hello," and there's no answer. So he proceeds to open the gate to check out the car, and no one is inside. He looks around. Behind him, we just, like, really super close. Behind him, we just see, like, Michael passing by. <laughs> it's kind of like, he just kind of sneaks by, like, derpy, derp, 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 derp. Michael, like, looks at him. And <laughs> just kind of stands there and looks, and, dude, I'm right here. Really? 
Okay. It was a weird moment. Yeah. Um, not my favorite, Michael passing in behind someone thing. Cause it just wasn't that scary. I was just like, right. hilarious. It was just really <laughs> funny. Cause it's like, okay, <laughs> you did it. Good for you. Great. You walked. Yeah. Fabulous. Um, so that happened. And then, so LL like turns off the carpet, leaves the lights on or something. And he goes back inside and closes the gates. He picks up the phone and we like see Michael in the window behind him. And Michael doesn't do anything. Proceeds to not do anything. Right. And then he tells her that he'll have to call her back because the car at the gate, blah, blah, blah. And he closes the door. He hears another sound outside, but no one is there again. Suddenly, the phone line is cut. Dun, dun, dun. And he goes back outside. And this was before the era of cell phones. Yes. That's important to remember. So Lori is in her office. She's turning off all the lights and she's heading out. She hears a clattering sound because there's a bunch of stuff in this movie that just clatters. Yeah. And the thing with this movie, you were bringing it up earlier. There are so many cheap jump scares, things randomly clattering and people randomly walking into you. Then it's like, (gasps) and it's like, that's not a (gasps) moment. No, it's like you literally, if you were looking, like you were looking at them, they just hadn't been on, they haven't walked on camera yet. Right. So you, we as the audience couldn't be shocked by them because they're not on camera yet. So you had to wait until they're on camera to be shocked by them. Right. I was like, this sucks. Um, it just, some of it hasn't aged perfectly. Like it was like on that uh, uh, carnival of souls moment where it's like the two ghouls or whatever, are like down under a frame of the camera and like, but she could still see them. They're just right. crouching out on right. camera. Like, they're just they're like, not just like popping out of nowhere. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of what reminded me a little bit. Of oh, I love that. Um, and then she looks back and she sees Michael walking towards her. And then it turns out to be Will. It's always Will, basically. Yeah. And <laughs> Will is not George Clooney? Not George Clooney. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Brennan. Yeah. Mr. Brennan slash Will slash not George Clooney. Gotcha. Okay. So he's like, are you okay? And then she's like, I'm fine. And he's like, "Uh, um, she's making the rounds and checking on the kids. And he's like, but I'd like to spend the night with you. (laughs) And he's like, she's like, that would be great. I love sex. And then he's um, like, cool. I love sex too. Great. That was the conversation. Yeah. That was the conversation verbatim. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, Without the preamble bullshit. And then he's like, all right, well, give me 20. And I was like, well, that's probably how long it'll last. And then he says, <laughs> he sees a figure in the distance and says, hello. And that leads to nothing. So the other teens, the, the, our core four orgy people get together, whatever. Great. So then we cut to Lori and she's drinking it up again because that's what she does. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to calm down. And she's like using mouthwash to wash out her mouth. Cause she knows like not George Clooney is coming over. And then George, not George Clooney mm-hmm. arrives and he has a pumpkin. He's like, let's do this. Right. <laughs> So we cut back to the teens, and I forgot his name again. Charlie. Charlie goes back to get a cork, corkscrew by himself. I'm like, well, Ben, you're going to die. And this was a scene where they set it up that he was going to die a certain way, and he didn't. They no. did They did we'll, a total— we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. What did you think, though? What did you think about that, the setup for it? Um, I did think, you want to see that happen, though? I did. Like, if you're—okay, if you're going to put <laughs> a garbage disposal— in a movie, you got to use the garbage disposal in a movie. It's like if you have a loaded gun in a movie, you got to shoot it. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed. Good. I'm, gl- I'm, well, I'm not glad that you were disappointed, but I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad you were disappointed. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But no, seriously, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very nitpicky thing, obviously, but it's been a while since I've seen this one, so I had forgotten how this scene played out. But, you know, I see the corkscrew, I see the garbage disposal, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. You know, I did that thing where I start to look through my fingers. But then the scene played out, and we don't even see him die. 
And I'm like, I know. Well, that's where I get annoyed because I'm like, I want to see some deaths. That's and the point of this That movie. is a big critique I do have of this movie, despite the things I do enjoy about it, is we don't see a lot of the deaths. If no, going, we don't see a lot of deaths at all. If I'm watching a movie and the antagonist is Michael Myers, I am a fucked up person and I want to see some gruesome deaths. Please and thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And we do don't you think they're trying to it seemed keep a, like a PG-13 rating? I don't know. Maybe because think about it. He doesn't kill the mom and the daughter at the... No. At the rest stop. And then a lot of it is him sneaking off. And think about it. The two deaths of the, or the friends or the death of the two friends. We don't see either of them die. He, we see him stab her. I mean, we'll get to it, of course. Yeah. We see like the preamble to the death, but we don't actually see the actual murder murder. That's a good point. No, there's not a lot of on-screen deaths. It's, it's I don't a, think there is an on-screen death in this movie. There's is there? A, well, I guess there was the, the yeah. nurse. Yes. We do you see Yes. See that. That opening, yes, love it. I think it's practically perfect. But yeah. I think it's interesting because after that, it just occurred to me as we were talking about it, this is kind of a softer Michael Myers, comparatively speaking. Uh, yeah, we definitely don't have any guys like jammed onto a wall with a knife sticking into our chest. Yeah. So, yeah, it's gentle. Also, out of context, I love how fucked up this conversation is. It just makes me really happy. <laughs> I was like, what a gentle Michael Myers. We don't have him stabbing someone against a wall, but we do have a woman suspended from a light fixture. Yes, but we don't see how it happens, and that is what disappoints me. Although it does harken back to our concept of arts and crafts with Michael Myers, that's true. He does like to prep things for people. He, he likes does. to scare the Jesus out of them. I love good showmanship in my monster. Arts and crafts, Michael Myers. Yeah, arts and crafts with Michael Myers, man. It's a good idea. I mean, it's terrible, but it's, it's a good terrible idea. and amazing. <laughs> so okay, so then we cut to Lori and Will, and they're like all making out on the couch, and I was like, okay, great. She says she's not who he thinks she is, and she says she's not Carrie Tate. And she's like, I'm Laurie Strode. And he laughs and he's like, and she's like, um, my brother killed my older sister and he was locked up a while and then came and killed a whole bunch of my friends. And he's like, oh, I know that story. And the, that sister died. Right. And she's like, well, I'm literally telling you that I'm that sister. Like, are you, what's it's happening? Like, it's are like, you are you okay? not, dude, I'm setting up this amazing, a little overly dramatic scene right now. And I don't appreciate you not listening to me right now. There's a lot <laughs> of like preparedness that went into this dude. Yeah. Like, I'm having a monologue right now. A monologue. I, I mean, I'm Jamie Lee Curtis, and I'm delivering everything. Yeah, I'm carrying this movie on my back, and yeah. I need you to listen to me, not George Clooney, okay? <laughs> and I gotta say, she is doing a stellar job. And that's the thing with Jamie Lee Curtis. Regardless to all the critiques we have, and we, you know, we stand by them, she fucking delivers. She got the script, and she fucking made it. Because that's what Jamie Lee Curtis does. Absolutely. Jamie Lee Curtis is everything, and I love her. Samesies. That's all. That's yeah. the real moral of this story. <laughs> yeah. As I said, if you make her the main character of one of these movies, it's going to have great elements about it. I do think that it would have been fabulous to have a movie with her and her mom oh, doing something together. Just Like a full movie. Yeah. But, oh well. <sighs> it's okay. We got the fog, and we got this. Yeah. The fog's great. The fog's pretty great. Yeah. Um, not the new one. No, Tom we don't acknowledge that one. We don't acknowledge no, we don't. that one. No. Boy, what were we talking about? <laughs> um, oh, it's okay. It's the scene where she's giving her, pretty much revealing to him, guess what? I'm Laurie Strode, fake identity, changed it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, she's like, 
I am that sister. So dramatic. I love <laughs> so it. So dramatic. I faked my death to get away from him. And every year I hope and pray he doesn't find me. It's so intense. And he's like, she's like, so you need that drink now? <laughs> he's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I did like that exchange. It, it was good. Yeah. Um, and she's like, like, why do you, why are you worried about this now? How is he possibly going to come back 20 years later? Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And she's like, well, he waited 15 years at one point to come and get me. So the logic is sound. Yeah. She's like, I don't think anything's going to stop him until he's dead, dead, yeah. dead, super dead. And if we can learn anything from this and the most recent Halloween, when Laurie Strode tells you, no, 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 this is what's going to happen. You listen to her. Exactly. I, I concur. Yeah. And then she sees, oh, she's like, and he's like, how old were you when he came for you? And she was like, I was 17. And then. And she looks and she sees the birthday card mm-hmm. to her son. 17. It says 17 on it. Because Michael is dramatic like that. He is dramatic. I mean, I think it runs in the family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is not chill. <laughs> it's like, Michael, I'm being dramatic right now. I'm having my monologue. Can you not yet? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's my turn. My turn. (laughs) (laughs) So she freaks. She runs and she tries the phone. It doesn't work. Obviously, we've established the phones aren't working. So she looks in Josh's closet and like all of his camping stuff is there. So she's like, he didn't go to Yosemite. So she's freaking out, blah, blah, blah. She grabs her gun. And they head out to find Josh. But when she opens the door, LL Cool J is there. And they they all scream. And, you know, it's another jump scare mm-hmm. situation, sort of. And then Lori says she's going to go look for the kids. And that LL should try to fix the phones. And then they'll all meet back at the gate. That None of that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> so the brunette girl person is yes. looking for Jumanji guy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I yes. these names. No, I love it. Please continue. He proceeds to scare her, and she's like, I'm hungry. Um, so he's, like, looking through all the drawers, and he's um, looks, he, like, oh, he finds the corkscrew, but it's, like, on the, the window or whatever. Anyway, so he knocks it into the garbage disposal, yes. like we are talking about. He's looking into it. We see Michael behind him. He's reaching in. He's trying to get it. He finally gets it out, and he turns and runs into Michael, and he seems scared. And he yeah. says, Hello? <laughs> Which I kind of like, hi. Hi? What are you, what? What's yeah. this? What, what's happening? What's this? What's going on, honey? Yeah. It'd be really great if we just turned into like Karen from Will and Grace. <laughs> oh, honey, what's going on? What's happening? What's going on? Honey? Oh my God, I would have loved that. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really great. Anyway, so we cut back to this brunette girl um, <laughs> who's not Karen. Um, and she's like walking through the kitchen and she sees like a figure. She's, like, super scared. Oh, my God. And she runs to the kitchen. She goes to the dumbwaiter, and she, like, opens the dumbwaiter, and she finds kid yeah. from Jumanji. Yeah. <laughs> Such a bitch. And she's like, La? La? Whatever his name is. Charlie. His name is Charlie. Charlie, that's it, yeah. Um, <laughs> that'll be not the last time I do that, by the way. It's uh, <laughs> fine. And Charlie's super dead. So we didn't like, see him get his throat slit, but his throat is slit. Yeah. What the fuck? No. Ew. So she runs, but runs into Michael, and she's like, oh! and she gasps and runs back to the dumbwaiter, climbs in, and she, he, like, gets her in the leg, though. Oh, yeah. It's, that is gnarly. It's like, yeah. It was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. 
It was good. I liked it. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> I love horror movies. <laughs> anyway, so she uh, she's like in the dumbwaiter, and she the, the dumbwaiter does have like this button system, so it does send her up. Like she goes up, and she's like crawling out of the dumbwaiter, but her leg is stuck under. Oh wow. yeah! Carly. See this part. This is this is the part in the movie that genuinely freaked me out. Oh, it's terrible. Anything like broken yeah. body, no, Com- don't like it. Compound fractures get me every time. Like yeah. I, I can watch a lot. I, I can endure a lot when watching a horror movie. You know, yeah. things, people getting stabbed and blood. I'm like, I'm unfazed eating my popcorn. But the minute you have a bone sticking out, that's when I'm like, oh god. Oh, it's real gross. I was like, I am not okay with this decision. <laughs> I was like, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. But her leg is stuck, and Michael cuts the rope. Ooh. And the dumb reader crushes her leg, and it, like, cracks. Oh, my And God. she screams and falls down. She pulls her leg out of the dumb reader, oh, and God. the rest of the dumb reader proceeds to fall down. Yeah. And he's like, it's kind of funny, though. He, like, looks. He's like, oh, she's not in here. <laughs> I know, right? Like, oh, okay. No, oh, well, I guess she must be upstairs, then. <laughs> Oopsie boopsie. <laughs> Oopsie <And> boopsie. <laughs> so Josh and Michelle finally hear the, d- the dumbwaiter crash. Oh, oh yeah. God, That's right. Meanwhile, sorry, you guys, going back to something we were saying earlier, Josh and Michelle are having their moment, and he got about a thousand and a half candles because that's what you do when you're setting up a romantic scene you get a thousand and a half candles you know light every single one and then they're having their romantic moment like i mean yeah it's yeah i guess they're easily distracted by wanting to have sex <laughs> which is fine yeah fair <laughs> they're teenagers their hormones are like Wee! yeah so i get it that's great so yeah they finally hear it they go they're like coming to come check it out but the brunette is like crawling on the floor and trying to get away and whatever and then michael comes up puts her foot puts his foot on her neck and proceeds to stab her multiple times she had the most brutal death she did i liked it i was like finally a death on screen you guys the horror movie that's right i'm sorry i was mistaken earlier when i said we don't see either of their deaths we do see hers so please excuse me yeah but kind of yeah it is a lot of brutality brutality happening but we don't actually see like the death blows that's true so Josh and Michelle walking walk together, looking around. The lights don't work in the kitchen. I mean, this this school is a dark place to go to school. <laughs> I'm like, no one pays electricity bills here. What's happening? Yeah, no backup generator. Down. It's fine. They step on the blood, and they're like, "What's that?" I was like, "Black blood? ketchup, run!" Um, but they follow it to the dumbwaiter because they're both dumb. Right. So they they must they like, oh, it must be a sick joke. Well, I don't know. But they both just seem like iffy about that being a dumb joke like they're both like Ooh. so they open the door and they hear like this liquid dripping they turn on the light and hanging from the light fixture <gasps> is the is the brunette girl arts and crafts with michael myers it's so good and like this light fixture i don't know how he's suspended her from i was like how well, did you is, get her up there oh this is another one of those scenes where i want to see him like Doopy doopy doop, da, 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 gotta get the light like, fixture. How do I figure this out right you know, now? Like, like seeing him standing there and looking at it and setting the scene and kind of looking at it through like a fake film screen, you know, square on his fingers, you know, just being like, nope, not quite. And then just kind of like finicking with it. Sure. <laughs> and he only has like 10 seconds to do this in. So. <laughs> right. um, good stuff. Yeah. They scream, turn, and Michael is there. And then they run. Yes. They, they crawl out a window. Michelle is freaked the fuck out. I mean, duh. Yeah. So she's like, what do we do? And he's like, we have to get to security and call the cops. Done. 
So suddenly Michael's there and he's like grabs Michelle and Josh hits him and stops him from killing Michelle, which is good. Uh, but then Michael stabs Josh in the leg, just like stabs him. And then Michelle grabs a rock and slams it into Michael's face and they run. Michael's on their heels. Michelle struggles. So this is just like typical horror stuff, which is like, I have to struggle with a key at a gate and I can't unlock it. Oh my and God. there comes Michael right over there. And she proceeds to finally get through, but like drops the keys on the other of side course. of the door. Cause is it a horror movie? If a woman doesn't drop her fucking keys. I mean, just, and then she's like trying to reach them on the other side. Michael approaches too fast for her to get them and grabs them. But now they're like stuck between this door that won't open and a gate system. Um, so like Michael Myers is just out of reach of slashing their faces basically. And he's swinging at them through the gate or whatever. And then he's like, going through all the keys to try and unlock the gate itself. And finally, the door opens, the other door opens, and, you know, Laurie Strode gets them all inside, and she has, like, this great face-off between her and Michael through, like, this glass window. Um, And I was like, it was all leading to this. Yeah, (laughs) I fucking love this moment from this movie, with them just looking at each other from opposite sides of that glass. It's really good. Yeah. It's a good moment. And then she scrambles to get her gun and, like, comes back up and he's gone already. Of course. They run through the interior of the school. She tells the teens to go in. Oh, they run through. Okay. Will asked, like, he was like, who is that? And I'm like, why are, what? Why are you not dead yet? Not for 20. <laughs> and then she's like, my brother. And I was like, dramatic. Mm-hmm. So, so she tells the teens to go into a room and like lock and barricade the door. And Will asks, what do we do? And she's like, we try to live. <laughs> so it's, like, it's like every, it's every like echo of response. It's great. Every yeah. answer like has a great, yeah. I like it a lot. And then a figure approaches and Will grabs the gun and fires. Oh, fires at it. And it turns out to be LL Cool J. <laughs> Damn it, not George Clooney. You shot LL Cool J. What is wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Anyway, Lori cries over him, and suddenly Michael appears and slams a knife into not George Clooney's stomach. Not George Clooney is dead. Guys, Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah, he served his purpose. He got to feed her some lines that allowed her to be amazing, and he's done. Good. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye, not George Clooney. So Lori runs, and she finds a closet. She always just finds closets. Mm -hmm. Um, But she doesn't go in there. And Michael Myers looks inside. He's having a flashback moment. Yeah. Um, he's like, do you remember our first time? <laughs> hey, hey, Lori. Hey, Lori. Hey. hey. Remember this? Yeah. <laughs> remember when I tried to kill you in the closet that time? Remember? It was like the first time. It was like so fun. Oh, my God. I'm having like a moment right now. Hold on. I'll do it again. 20 years ago? Yeah. Can we have a nostalgia ago. moment? Oh, my God. And then she proceeds to hit him in the head with an extinguisher. And I was like, satisfying. Yeah. So great. So she gets the teens and she's like, we got to run. They all run. Michael's in hot pursuit and she gets them in the car. She closes the door and she starts the car. It has trouble starting, of course, because it's a horror movie. It's a horror movie. Uh, I was like, it would have been good if we had sort of established that this car has problems starting in the last scene we saw her driving in the car, but that's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Michael gets the car and she finally gets it moving. She opens the gate, but stops and looks back and she, she stops and tells Michelle to go down the street a mile to the Beckers. I mean, of all the people I need to know the name of. Um, and have them call an ambulance and the police. And Michelle says, she's like, I won't leave you. And Josh is all like, Mom? Mom? <laughs> and she's like, I'll be right behind you. And she stays. And she breaks the gate's controls. Oh, she gets an axe. Mm. She grabs an axe. Yeah, grabs the fire axe. She, like, smashes it with, like, her foot. And she gets a fire 
and she heads back towards Michael. And I was like, mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the music plays, you know, the music. Oh, of course, iconic. Yes. Um, and she screams, Michael! Yes. Okay, I think this is my favorite moment. It's in this so movie. good. This is the moment I always think of when I think of this movie. It's great because, yeah, the music's playing. She has an axe, and she's just, I need to talk to the manager right now. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It's really good. It's so good. Michael! Yeah. Um, she's, and I just wrote, she has had just about enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. So Michael just said, so she goes into this, back into the school, basically. And Michael descends from the ceiling, like Batman. She swings the axe at him, at him but it, like, lands into him, and he's like, eh. yeah. And then he, like, slashes her arm, and he throws the axe down, and she runs. She's under a table, um, and then she's, like, rolling under another one, and he seems to have disappeared, but he's actually on top of the table she's under. She tries to get out, but he, like, slashes at her. She crawls along away from him, but he tosses up all the tables as she's, like, running underneath and then she runs and grabs a flagpole and mm-hmm. slams it into his midsection. That was satisfying. That was I liked it. Um, it doesn't slow him down at all. Though. Of course not. He's Michael Myers. <laughs> and she runs upstairs, grabs knives, proceeds to throw them at him. <laughs> missing completely. I was like, nope, this isn't, I was like, this is like, not your weapon. No, no, stop Lord. Back to the ax. Yeah. Back to the ax. Yeah. Bring me the ax. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, attacks and she barely stops the knife with a drawer. She's like, ah. he follows her into the hallway. She comes out and stabs him multiple times. So maybe I'm wrong about the knife. It seems to be pretty good. Just not when you're throwing it. Yeah, not throwing, just stabbing. Yeah, classic. So she finally stabs him enough to get to like an open window and then he like falls through the window and lands on one of the tables that we saw previously, basically. And she approaches and pulls the knife out and I was like, She's about to stab him again, and then LL Cool J has to come by. He's alive, great, but, like, also stops her, and he's like, he's dead, he's dead, it's fine, we're safe, he's dead, he's dead. And I was like, he's not dead. You always have to have that character right before she's about to do it that's like, no, it's fine, don't worry about it. Like, that's such a trope. Big mistake. Big mistake. (laughs) So L says he's going to write, he's like on the, we cut to after all this stuff, police are there, yada, yada, great, fabulous. L says to his wife that he's like, I'm going to write a romantic thriller. And she's like, oh, baby, I love you. And he's like, I love you too, baby. And I was like, great, happy ending, wonderful. You're not dead, cool. I know he's uh, alive, his writing career is going to flourish, he's going to write the story of the century. It's going to be great, it's yeah. going to be great. <laughs> so Lori knows not over. Of course, and she, like, knows. she knows. She, she knows. She knows everything. Yeah, She's fucking Laurie Strode. Yeah, listen to always listen to Laurie Strode. Absolutely. Yeah. So they're loading Michael's body into like the coroner coroner mobile, I guess. I yeah. Oh, the coroner mobile. Is that what they call it? Coroner mobile. Yeah, the coroner mobile. Yeah. It's really easy to say. Yeah. Coroner mobile. Coroner mobile. Yeah. <laughs> So she grabs the axe off the hood of the cop car because that's where they leave weapons and then grabs a gun out of the holster of one of the cops. Because the cops <laughs> just let them be that easily taken away. Nope. It was good. It was I good liked stuff. it. I enjoyed it. It made me laugh. It's like, that's stupid. That's great. Um, all the cops in this area are terrible at their jobs. She tells the cops to load Michael into the coroner mobile mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and drives off with him. 
Josh runs up and sees the van drive off. That's the last time we see Josh Hartnett. So Lori looks back over her shoulder as she drives, waiting for Michael to wake up. The body starts to move. She keeps driving, which is, I wrote at this point, I was like, that's a choice. Um, But she has a plan. So he unzips the body bag and emerges. She stops suddenly, and he goes flying through the front windshield, and she's like, get up. Get up. So dramatic. I love it. He finally does, and he she drives the car into him and drives them both off a ledge. Uh huh. He gets thrown from the car, which it's not great. It doesn't look great, but it's fine. <laughs> we're like, sure, sure, Jamie, sure, that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, he just like rolls into a bush. She's like, I'm fine. So she walks towards. Oh, oh, okay. So the car keeps rolling though, and like Michael slams into a log, and then the car proceeds to slam into Michael against the log. Yeah. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, very destructive. But also, he's facing the wrong direction. Oh, you noticed that? <laughs> you noticed, did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where he's facing tor- upwards. Yeah, to see at, to see it coming at him. But then the next I mean, time we see yeah. him, he's made a 180 magically. Magically. Yeah. Just, just a hold in the Blair situation. Just yeah. Like, uh, but with his whole body, with his entire yes, body. Because <laughs> he's Michael fucking Myers. Batman. He can hold himself up with one arm. He can just rotate his body ever so slightly. Not enough to escape, but just enough to be like, oh, so we have some FaceTime. Okay, Lori, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, So she walks towards the car wreck and the magic Michael Myers, and she picks up her axe. Tina, bring me the axe. Uh, One more time, I guess. So she goes and she says, Michael. Michael! She says it like 17 times. I love it. Every time. Every time it's good. Yeah. Every time. And he wakes up and he looks at her. She looks at him. And he reaches out, seemingly for help. And she like lightly touches his hand. It's a cool, interesting moment. It is a cool, interesting moment. We'll talk about it in one second. Okay. But she stops and then proceeds to cut his head off. I'm just saying, uh, decapitation doesn't fail. Unless, Although, unless you're making Halloween Resurrection. Anyway. <laughs> Which I want to talk about. Yeah. So the sirens approach and the music plays. Okay. So in Halloween Resurrection, which was the follow-up to this movie. Yes. You might be asking how Michael Myers comes back. Yeah. A totally justified query. Uh, <laughs> so as memory serves, what they did was they said that one of the coroners was replaced by Michael Myers put his mask on the coroner. Right. So when they drove, when Jamie Lee Curtis drives off, it's with she's the, driving with the, with the coroner, coroner or a nurse or something. Oh God, you remember it better than I do. I vaguely remember this. Insane. So when he's reaching out for her, they retconned it as in like, this is the coroner, like but, trying to get her to help him. Right. But also, the coroner would be able to speak, but I think they did something like said, like he cut out his tongue it was, or something. It was weird. something like that. Yeah. Because a lot to retcon and justify. Oh, okay. So she accidentally kills a paramedic with whom her brother, Michael Myers had swapped clothes, crushing the paramedics larynx. We were close. That's it. Okay. So he could not speak and is committed. Oh, and she's committed to the Grace Anderson sanitarium. That's it. That's it. Hopefully. So before this retcon happened, I really liked this moment between the two of them because it was this strange bond, this toxic mm-hmm. little bond that they have. And it's like they had a moment together, this little connection. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. I liked it a lot, too, because I think before, obviously, the new movie came out, and we all had, like, this resurgence of, like, mm-hmm. energy about Halloween and how amazing it is and Jamie Lee Curtis and the fabulousness that is Jamie Lee Curtis and Laurie Strode. Uh, I thought this was a nice, I mean, not, like, the perfect way to end it, but, like, a nice way to be like, okay, good, we're done. No, I agree. And even though there are a lot of things about this movie that haven't aged well, I thought as far as for that time in particular – showing the fact that she has been affected by her past, having this be the last moment between them. I thought that was, like, pretty good for that time. Absolutely. I think, and, you know, I mean, obviously there's a lot of splashes of Scream yes. and lots of the stuff that was sort of happening in that pop culture reference mm-hmm. bullshit, basically, that kind of bogs down some of those, like, horror movies in the 90s after mm-hmm. Scream happened. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> no but, I mean, I love Scream. So I think... It's just an interesting time capsule of what was going on it at is. that point in horror movies because you can watch the original one and be like, oh my God, it's so different from this one. Right. So yeah. yeah. Like all the tropes we talked about before, having the virginal female character versus the horny female character, they touched on that. Yeah, all those different aspects of it, especially with the jump scares, it's an interesting lens into that late 90s kind of horror, you know, uh, how they tried to mirror the original Halloween and then just incorporating that contemporary genre. Yeah. No, I thought it was really interesting. Do I think the new one was so, like, leaves and bounds better i do i oh, do same. oh god yeah i feel bad but you can't help but compare the two because frankly the fact that you have laurie strobeck the fact that she has ptsd the fact that she has a kid who's been greatly affected by the fact that their mom has gone through this like you can't help but compare the two and yeah, yeah. i think that the newer halloween was just fucking incredible the fact that you have a daughter and then a granddaughter so these three generations of women like i fucking appreciate that so much and just they really they did not hold back with the brutality of that character and they really added this mythic element to him and with this one it's definitely entertaining i would totally recommend it me too Um, oh totally watch it oh yeah Yeah. totally watch it i think it's a very it's a valuable sequel that stays in canon with the second one establishing the brother-sister relationship yeah it's very different in that way like you get to have like the brother-sister like reunion basically if you like that version of it yeah and now we also have the version of it just being like okay we're going back to the boogeyman originality of it exactly which i which i personally prefer because it adds that element to his character that he's this otherworldly being but i do like this one because as i was mentioning before i kind of like this au lori where you know she recreated her life she's running this school having her afternoon chardonnay for the fifth time and you know just the way no, she's great yeah and, i mean give jamie lee curtis anything she'll run fucking mile with it exactly so Anyway, so do you have a favorite moment from this movie? Oh, hands down, it's her holding the ice and yelling, Michael! Yeah, no, me too. That's oh, yeah. the best part. Michael. The best. But also, shout out, big shout out to Janet Lee and Jamie oh. Curtis having a moment near the yeah. psycho car with the psycho music playing. Yes. I just, it just makes me, as a, you know, a big slasher horror movie fan oh, and God. Alfred Hitchcock fan and those two women fan, like, I'm just like, Fuck. <laughs> I know. It kind of like, it almost makes your brain explode because when you really step back and think about it, you're like, oh my God, it's so cool because she's an icon and she's an icon, but they're also mother and daughter. And it's like, she's That's passing so on the mantle cool. and like, it's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's so just, cool. it's fucking awesome. So what's your, what's your favorite death in this movie? I think even though we don't see it that much, I think it's the brunette friend. 
Yeah, because I think I mean, she probably has like the mo- like the actual death on well, screen. Exactly. I mean, really added on to that, what he does with her afterwards, you know, with like the light bulb, and she's all arts and crafts with Michael Myers. You know, it just because it's like this is it's a horrible thing to say, but like this is what I want to see. I'm a fucked up person. I paid to see a Halloween movie. This is the shit I want to see. Absolutely. Who wants to go see a horror movie with no horror? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, Giselle, yes. how many axes do you give this movie? Because, yeah. I mean, that's Jamie Lee Curtis's weapon of choice. Of, this movie. of course, obviously. Um, I would have to give this 2.75 out of 5 axes. I think that it holds up really well. Enjoyable, I would definitely recommend it. Like we said before, though, as ironically, even though it's fun to watch because having Jamie Lee Curtis back is amazing, I think that as far as a Halloween movie, it's kind of like a like watered down a little bit Michael mm-hmm. Myers as far as him being super homicidal and brutal which is of course what I want to see and yeah the teenager characters were so one dimensional which is yeah, like they're odd, pretty bad. oddly charming because knowing okay it's the late 90s they're gonna like write them five lines of dialogue and that's it as far as character development uh, but yeah totally would recommend it I think that the newer Halloween is the proper sequel to her character but I think this was definitely a good addition and definitely deserved all of like the attention it got for the time for sure i um i really enjoy this movie i think i enjoy it more than i probably should probably because of nostalgia same um i'd probably give it like a 2.5 too i think it's a good halloween movie but it's not a great halloween movie totally you know like if you want a great halloween movie watch the original one Watch the new one. Exactly. Those I, are your choices. No, I completely, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. If you want a good Halloween movie, watch the second Halloween movie of the original, and then watch this one. Yes. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening for this. Oh, also, what's great about this movie is it's an hour and twenty six minutes. They knew. Yeah. Um. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Wait, uh-huh. Watching. Whatever yeah. this is. What medium is this? I don't know. I don't know. Who can say? But yeah, everyone, thank you again so much for listening. Please like, review, rate, subscribe, all that awesome stuff. Please, please, please. Yeah. Tell your Michaels. Tell your Lori Strodes. I'm sure you've told them already, but tell them again. Yeah, come on. Tell them again. <laughs> no. Um, thank you so much, you guys. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, have a great night. You too. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.